0: Hey, folks, Andrew Packer here, and welcome to Trading Tips. You know, every few years in the markets, there's always one or two companies that have this incredible story behind it, and they seem to attract anyone uh, who just wants to believe in the story behind the company without necessarily thinking, you know, about the fundamentals and about whether or not the company can compete with what's going on out there. And then eventually, well, the reality kind of sets in, and, and the fairy tale, well, we wake up from it. And right now, it seems like a lot of people have... Some very wide opinions about one company in particular that's had this fairy tale story that now seems like it's falling apart at the seams. That company, Tesla Motors. Ticker TSLA. Pretty well known company, and really the first that was going into the electric car space. Back around 2011, 2012, they had their IPO. Everything looked like it was going well. They were doing productions. A lot of people at this point, you know, you know someone with one. I've just been in one, you know, they're just a fun car to be in. It's fast, you would expect a car that can accelerate from zero to 60 in five seconds to have that nice, you know, muscle car sound, but no, it's like dead quiet. Uh, It's got all sorts of bells and whistles to it, and it's really just generations ahead of anything else that's out there. So is it a victim of its own success? I mean, what's going on here? In the past six months, shares have lost nearly half their value after going up, 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 and being one of the best growth stories for really the past four or five years, they've suddenly just started to to slide back down. So the big thing that's happening here and the most important thing for the average stock investor to know about is the company's capital structure. Usually if you're just buying stock in a company, you're thinking, hey, I'm getting the ownership of shares. You know, if this company's gonna do great, the share price should go up and that's absolutely true in most cases but a company generally doesn't just have shares outstanding they will also have other sources of financing so they don't always have to keep going to the stock market if you had to keep going to the stock market like a reit might have to you're going to keep issuing new shares and that dilutes the existing shareholders and it puts pressure on the the share price and ideally you don't want that you know, as a as manager of a company, you want to see the shares grow up as well. That keeps everyone happy, keeps the board of directors happy, and it keeps your stock options going up as well. So everyone's happy when that happens. That's why many companies also go to the debt markets. They issue bonds. They can also go to a bank the same way you might go to a bank to get a mortgage. Uh, Those are usually called lines of credit, uh, and you can also access a line of credit short term to pay off a big vendor or to otherwise finance an expansion as long as that money's paid back a little more quickly. So there are a lot of different ways for a company to finance itself, and the share price as reflected by the stock and the shares outstanding, that's just one of it. So in the case of Tesla Motors, what's been happening over the past few months is they had a huge pile of debt that was coming due, one of their bonds, earlier in the year. And these bonds had this weird covenant or, you know, restriction, certain criteria to it that the share price had to be above a certain level. That level was about 220 a share. Right now, shares are about $190. They've been as high as a little over 400 in the past year. So this really has shed about half its value. And because it shed so much of its value, these shares, uh, it looks like there's actually going to be more pressure because the bonds are coming due, the money's coming due, and the company's going to have to essentially get more funding somewhere. And they've been working on doing that. And again, it's the same kind of you know, cycle that's working against the company's shares now. In order to raise more money, they have to sell more shares, which puts pressure on shares, which makes it harder for them. Yeah, It's a whole mess. But looking at the company it just outside of its shares and what it does there are some problems going on right there at the same time as well. There have been some reported production problems with some of the new models. Some of the previous models have been having some quality control issues that have required people to, to send them back in. You've had a lot of people canceling their orders, whether because you know they're fearful of the economy or they're fearful specifically of the car that they're going to get having problems. This is a company that's gone from having a big backlog of buyers to having a production backlog and it's falling behind on all sorts of schedules. Now, no discussion of Tesla Motors would be complete without a discussion of its larger-than-life CEO, Elon Musk. I think he's, uh, you know, sort of the the best and worst thing going on for the company right now. You know, he's a fantastic visionary, and he's had this, this great idea, and he's put capital to work, and, you know, he's become a billionaire from being an early, uh, you know, developer with PayPal, which was sold to eBay. That's how he got his initial stake. But between Tesla, uh, SpaceX, his you know other company that's sending rockets up into space, and between the Boring Company, which is working on underground Hyperloops and some other things, he spread pretty thin. And generally, companies... Yeah, it's a full-time job just for one company, and he's already working on three. You know, he's got his fingers in the pockets of some other companies as well, and, you know, he's pretty much always on Twitter tweeting about whatever crazy thing pops into mind, like, hey, let's sell flamethrowers, and that's another part of it. This larger-than-life personality, this is great for having the idea, for being innovative, but for being in the CEO role... It's the kind of thing that, at some point, if you're not delivering, like we're not, like we're seeing now, if you've got a declining share price, like we're seeing now, it's the kind of thing that scares investors away. And that's why we've started to see a few Wall Street analysts come out with some pretty dire predictions. One of them even predicted that you know, if all of the company's troubles continue, the shares will be worth just $10, which is far lower than they are today, by about 95%. Uh, but let me tell you, for, for a company that's around 200 right now, $10 is essentially pricing the company for bankruptcy if everything goes wrong. Because even if a company is bankrupt and it can no longer pay its bills or meet its creditors, they still have assets. They can sell off some of their patents. They can sell off, you know, the paint that they're not using to make cars anymore. They can sell off the metal. They can sell off the equipment. Uh, and when you look at the value of that, you know, shares are probably worth a lot more than that. But the fact of the matter is, you know, this is a company that's still continuing to slide. If you are a shareholder, I would just say, you know, take your profits. If you've been there long enough to have a profit, you know, take a loss right now. It's unpleasant. But I would actually probably look to get in around 100 or so. I think that's a share price where eventually there's going to be some big announcement, even if it means Elon Musk has to, you know, step back and just be the founder of the company and let someone else take on the CEO role, particularly if it's someone with a background in finance and a you know, just getting logistics going so that they can solve the production issues. this is a company that can recover. Of course, on the other end of things, you do have people who say that shares are probably worth, you know, up to $1,000 a share if everything goes right. That's a little too bullish, but, you know, there's no reason why it couldn't go back to its old highs if they write the production issues and they set up their capital structure so that they don't have to issue more shares at a time when it's already sliding and otherwise, you know, deal with, with bondholders as often as they are. So that'll wrap things up for this edition of Trading Tips. Until next time, I'm Andrew Packer wishing you good trading and good financial health.